time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Now, reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into Mining Stock Daily. It's Wednesday, April 28th. Gold had another volatile day yesterday, bouncing like a yo-yo between 1775 and 1785 in the absence of any specific news that would have triggered the price volatility. Silver, on the other hand, ran from $26.10 late Monday evening to as high as $26.51 mid-morning Tuesday before turning lower for the rest of the day. Ostensibly with the helping hand of some Comex bullion banks using paper silver to push the price lower. The Mining Stock Journal believes that gold and silver are being subjected to an aggressive effort by the banks to shake loose as much of the May silver open interest possible ahead of Thursday's first notice day in order to minimize the amount of contracts that remain open going into the silver delivery period and thereby minimize the amount of silver that will need to be delivered by the end of May. The mining stocks took an unwarranted lashing on Tuesday as GDX endured a 1.9% spanking after being turned away at its 200-day moving average last Wednesday. Though the Mining Stock Journal believes that the metals will rally after today's FOMC policy statement release, it noted that sentiment toward the sector needs some serious uplifting. Perhaps an unexpected dovish FOMC decision will generate the much-needed animal spirits. We'll get to the news out of the miners and explorers here in just a moment, but first, a mention of today's sponsor. This Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is brought to you by Rio2. Rio2 is advancing the Phoenix Gold Project in Chile, the largest undeveloped gold heap leach project in the Americas. Phoenix consists of 5 million ounces in the measured and indicated resource category and 1.4 million ounces in the inferred resource category. With a robust PFS in place, Phoenix is set up for fast-tracked construction and production. You can find a list of project and company information on their website, rio2.com. All right, and here's what you need to know this morning. There were two pieces of news out this morning from Nucor Gold and their Enchi Gold project in Ghana. First, the company announced they have intersected the longest intercepted date at Kojina Hill with 0.79 grams per ton gold over 59 meters, which also included 3 grams per ton over 10 meters. The Kojina Hill Gold target does not currently have a defined resource and is outlined on surface by a 2 kilometer long by 1 kilometer wide gold in soil anomaly. At NIAM, the company intersected 1.32 grams per ton gold over 9 meters. They also had another hole intersected two gold mineralized structures there at NIAM, including 1.03 grams per ton gold over 4 meters, which was the oxide zone, and 0.67 grams per ton gold over 10 meters from the sulfide zone. In addition to these drill results, the company has decided to increase their drill campaign to a total of 66,000 meters that's 8,000 meters more than originally planned. Nucor trades on the TSX Venture with NCAU and on the OTCQX with NCAUF. I am scheduled to be in contact with CEO Luke Alexander later today, so stay tuned for that corporate update. Silkman Minerals says its ongoing Phase 6 drilling at the Moosehead property has intersected additional near-surface gold mineralization. 
at the footwall splay and south pond zones, as well as discovered a new near-surface mineralized structure at south pond. Visible gold-bearing quartz veins were intersected in eight recently completed drill holes at the footwall splay, including 3.5 meters of 12.39 grams per ton gold, 11.6 meters of 21.07 grams per ton, and 5.1 meters of 15.51 grams per ton. At South Pond, the company reported 3.04 meters of 16.54 grams per ton gold. Sokoman Minerals trades on the TSX Venture with SIC and on the OTCQB with SICNF. South Star Mining says they have received positive initial results from its advanced testing program with its technology partner, United States Laboratory. Positive outcomes in the first three phases of testing confirmed the suitability of the flake graphite from the Santa Cruz project for expandability, fire retardant, gaskets and seals, spe specialty paints and coatings and other value-added applications. The results are consistent with the company's previous value-add test results. Next steps in the ongoing testing program include purification, marconization, spherinization, classification, and surface coating to determine the potential use of the rapidly growing lithium-ion battery industry. South Star Mining trades on the TSX Venture with STS and on the OTC with STSBF. First Cobalt says they were awarded funding by the U.S. Department of Energy's Critical Materials Institute, or CMI, an energy innovation hub for research on innovative mineral processing techniques for its Iron Creek Copper Cobalt project in Idaho. The interdisciplinary collaborative research effort will be conducted in conjunction with the Kroll Institute for Extractive Metallurgy at the Colorado School of Mines over a two-year period with the objective of identifying more efficient and environmentally friendly methods of processing cobalt ore from pyrite material. The funding from CMI will consist of $600,000 US over a two-year period, with an in-kind match from the company as part of a total $1.2 million program. First cobalt trades on the TSX Venture with FCC and on the OTCQX with FISSF. Uranium Participation Corp announced that, that they are entering into an arrangement agreement with Sprott Asset Management, pursuant to which UPC shareholders will become unit holders of the Sprott Physical Uranium Trust, a newly formed entity to be managed by Sprott Asset Management. On closing of the transaction, Sprott Asset Management will make a cash contribution equal to 1% of UPC's net asset value as of March 31st, the proceeds of which may be used by the trust to purchase additional uranium holdings. As part of the transaction, Sprott Asset Management will reimburse UPC for up to $1 million Canadian in direct transaction costs and to fund approximately $5.3 million in related management termination fees. UPC says the trust structure offers lower annual corporate costs and aligns UPC's business with the world's leading physical commodity investment vehicles. UPC trades on the TSX with the symbol U. Also in the uranium space, Uranium Royalty Corp will commence trading on the NASDAQ capital market today under the symbol UROY. Common shares will also continue trading on the TSX venture with URC. 
And finally, news out of Newmont. Shareholders of Newmont will receive a dividend of 55 cents per share of common stock payable on June 17th. However, the declaration and payment of future quarterly dividends remains at the discretion of the board of directors and will depend on the company's financial results, cash flow, and cash requirements, future prospects, and other factors deemed relevant by the board. That's the news briefing for you this morning. We'll be back later today with more corporate updates and commentary from the markets. The Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is produced by Clear Creek Digital and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. It is distributed throughout the world through your podcast network of choice and by our friends at the Junior Mining Network. I'm Trevor Hall. Have a wonderful morning, everybody. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decision.